times have been rough for Harry Osborne. His dad is in prison for being an evil Tony Stark, and he's walked away from the family fortune just as his coffee shop is struggling and the drug habit has started to kick back in. But luckily for him, he's not alone in this world because he's about to get a very unexpected visit from his long-lost brother, Gabriel Stacy. Join Nick and Bruno as they tilt their heads like confused puppy dogs at Marvel's final attempt to justify the existence of the Stacy twins, even though one more day gave them the perfect opportunity to let them fade into obscurity while reading 2010's four-issue miniseries, American Son, on this week's episode of... Oh God, it burns. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. My name is Nick. My name is Bruno. And this is... Oh God, it burns. And we are wrapping up the saga of the Stacy twins. With this week, we're t- covering a four-issue miniseries that featured the last known appearance of either of the Stacy twins. And it was American Son, one through four, a follow-up to a story that played in the main Spider-Man um, title. And let me assure you, this time, the Stacy twins are actually in the books. Not like last time, where they weren't even alluded. Wait, did you say twins? Well, the Stacy offspring. <laughs> <laughs> the one little boy. Whereas, uh, since I remember with Stacy's story, this is definitely like Gabriel's story. Uh, we get a little bit of his background, but really it's not much, because it turns out his background is as much of a blank slate as this character. The theme of the story is the Stacy twins make awful stories. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. It burns. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, like, how can you take something that was so good in Sin's past and then follow it up with, like, just have nothing for these characters? Which, by the way, like, I'll come out and say this. American Son was an enjoyable story. But I tell you, every time Gabriel Stacy was in it, which was all the time... I could not help but groan, roll my eyes, and just be like, someone just shoot a bullet through this guy's fucking head right now because he's contributing nothing to this story. Well, the worst of it is they're one-note characters that both him and Sarah in the in since remembered. They're one-note characters. They never got any development. We have no idea how they got here, and they literally came out the blue. Like, normally you'd save this kind of stuff for, like, a superhero reveal. Like, aha, a long-lost twin. Um, but it it's they're just one note characters. Like this is almost as bad as when they did the Hobgoblin series, and freaking Goblin died right off the bat, and it's like, oh, it wasn't me. That was my brother. Sometimes I let him use my identity. Uh- <laughs> like it's it's that kind of thing. It's just like, where the hell have you been? What have you been up to? I don't know, but I'm evil. I was like, like listen, I'll remember a lot of stuff. I'm batshit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically the whole thing. But underneath of it, it's actually a pretty good Harry Osborne story. And as we've said many times, uh, off the pod and on the pod, like Harry Osborn's one of my favorite characters of all time. Like, I love this boy. He's got the most depth out of all the supporting cast, and honestly, he's been through the most because you know he's dealing with a lot of stuff, including drug problems and things like that. So he's never just a simple character to write, and in the right hands, like this story, he makes for a great read. Mm-hmm. And this is, like we said, it was a predecessor, so uh, it, backing up from One More Day, we saw a lot of development, not only with Peter Parker's universe, because it all changed, but also in the Marvel universe, because all of a sudden, Norman Osborn goes from being in prison to being leader of the Thunderbolts after he takes the, the kill shot on the scrolls in Secret Invasion, and then after, actually, you know what, 
he becomes uh, leader of. He, he takes over shield. Takes over shield and turns it to hammer. And, yep. And that's basically where it picks up with the, the whole dark reign. Yeah. So now Norman Osborn is like Nick Fury. Like, he has risen to such heights in this, and it's, like, one of my favorite eras of all Norman Osborn stories is how he went through this. And I like how he rubbed everything in everyone's face where he's just like, you know what? I'm leader of uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. right now. I'm going to change it to Hammer. What does Hammer mean? I don't know. I don't give a Who shit. gives a shit? Just make it sound Just cool. sounds for Hammer. It means fist. <laughs> <laughs> it means I can bring it down on you whenever I want to. And then, uh, are you still going to be the Green Goblin? No. I'm, a, I'm the leader of the Avengers now. It was like, so what's your super persona? Well, I'm going to be the Iron Patriot. So he has an Iron Man suit that's painted like Captain America's like shield, and then he like brings in all these villains to fill like standard superhero roles, like Venom, the Matt Gargan Venom becomes Spider-Man. Bullseye becomes Hawkeye. Yep. He gets Moonstone to become Ms. Marvel. And I'm sure there's like one or two that I'm missing in this mix, too. To Ken becomes Wolverine. Yeah, Dokken, who is like Wolverine's son. Wolverine's bastard son. Yeah, Wolverine's bastard son becomes Wolverine. And it's like this whole like just like I'm sticking it to you. Like all the like heroes like uh, you guys knocked me down for so long. Now I'm in charge. I'm going to make sure you guys feel this and I'm going to rub it in all we can. So he comes back and Norman Osborn's like, you know what, son? I want you to be my true heir. I'm finally ready for you to step up and this is how I'm going to do it. And he creates a suit of armor for Harry Osborn specifically made for his DNA that is like almost like a pastiche of the uh, Iron Patriot armor and it was called American Sun. Well, um, I, I'm going to jump to it because this is also my recommendation. So uh, the story that introduces the American Sun in the main storyline, which is what you're referencing, um, in this whole storyline, he realizes that now that he's in charge of Hammer and everything, uh, he's he needs to not just he's won over the minds of the people because he's given them protection. He took the kill shot. He set everyone in place. He has control of all the people. But it's like you know, any good salesman knows that you need to win the hearts too. So how do you do that? You have to give them someone to rally behind. Iron Patriot, as good as he is, will always be me, and people always have opinions of what I've done, even those that, like, saw past the crap that I put out there. But I need to give them a Captain America, like, but my Captain America. So I'm going to take my son, literally, and make him the American son. Son, you've got my goblin blood in you. So you already have, like, all the essentials that you'd need. This, I'm going to give you a compound to make you an even better version of yourself like it's a derivative of the super serums uh super soldier formula and i'm gonna go ahead and give you your own suit of armor that's very much in style with mine and it's just to add insult to injury because he has access to all of the shield, fi- uh, shield files and stuff a lot of the stuff that he uses including the text were all the notes that tony stark when he was in charge of shield left behind including which is funny that it didn't lead to like armor wars 2.0 like, all the tech specs on, like, different devices that Tony Stark had created, like, the secret of his repulsor rays and his mm-hmm. arc reactor and all of that were listed in the S.H.I.E.L.D. archives yeah. now. But so he, he's just hacking in all of them. He's like, oh, that would be great. I'm going to call it the Norman reactor. Now. <laughs> <laughs> and he creates this American sun, like... And he's got Tony Stark on the phone, too. He's like, hey, how do you how do you like it if I just called this the Osborn particle? <laughs> What's really fun, funny though, is if you look at the the American Sun armor and you look back at when um, Captain America 
uh, Super Soldier Serum was failing, and he had that god awful armor that he had to use. Oh, what? <laughs> they're the one and the same. Nah. They're a rip off. It's one and the same. <laughs> the big ass Captain America armor that had no functionality whatsoever. It was just keeping his body in check because his for- like the Super Soldier formula was failing. It basically is. So it- it's one and the same. He literally took Captain America's armor and just repainted it. But. Not only was he repainting just Captain America's armor, he was repainting his sins past. <laughs> because in the American Sun storyline that ran in ASM uh, nine, 595, 595 through 599, it was revealed that Harry Osborne's girlfriend, who also was the Goblin Menace, yeah. like he, he just can't escape these Surprise. guys. Yeah. Surprise. Uh, so it was actually revealed in like character assassination that yeah. she was the one behind it. She, like, she accidentally found one of the things, took the formula... And became, uh, like, this was a goblin, Norman Osborn's new and improved goblin formula that actually... She could transform back and forth. Similar into, like, what Ultimate Spider-Man did. Like, it would actually transform you into a goblin. That's why nobody knew that she was menaced, because she went from a female body type to this menacing male body type. That had no boobs. That had no boobs. So it was very much a Thunderbolt Ross reveal, where she's like, where'd your boobs go? I was like, well, I got so bulky that it just kind of disappeared. Until later on, when, like, they reformed it, and then it just only had horns and boobs. Yeah. And, like, female... Which actually happened as character assassination, but going back to Sin's past, and fucking Norman Osborn can't keep it in his pants... He's got his son, who she's trying to recruit by, to be by his announcing other. that she's pregnant, and then pregnant with his son. <laughs> Harry thinks it's his son, but they then find he out finds the end, out that, that it's like, Norman Osborn's baby. That Norman Osborn, who apparently is like, I don't believe in love, but I need a good son, and she already has the Goblin formula. But he's a dick because not only does he mention to his breaks down to his son. Because, like, the whole time that he, like, recruits his son and puts him in the organization and sets him up to be a number two, Harry is sneaking around looking for the cure to cure Lily because, like, she hooked him in with, like, I can't control my mutation and I'm turning into the goblin and it might, I, it might turn our baby. And he's like, I'll find the cure. So he finds the cure, presents it to her, and then she breaks down and it's like, it wasn't you. It was Norman. This is Norman's son. He's your baby brother. Meanwhile, while, he's, uh, while Norman's telling Spider-Man everything that's going on he's like yeah i'll create the american son if it doesn't work i'll just kill him he'll be america's martyr <laughs> and it's like and, and meanwhile it's like he thinks he's doing it for the love of his life lily but really like she's mine like i don't believe in love but you know i figured the mating with her and she was willing to do it vigorously several times like you just have to throw in vigorously. yeah like to be the biggest dick in the you know son goes, she's got it she's, she's like, insatiable she gave it up to me multiple times <laughs> Like we, we tried a couple of times to make sure. I show the drywall patches I had to put by our headboard. <laughs> so he just so, so there's two things that are apparently certain in in Peter Parker's life. One, Aunt May gets hers. Two, Norman Osborn apparently gets hers. <laughs> if ever there's an issue with Norman Osborn and Aunt May hook up, I'm done. <laughs> I think that would be the ultimate. Just like how you liking this Parker. Does this make you want to be my heir? Oh no! Aunt May's pregnant. That's when Parker. That's when Parker snaps, and not only like go, undergoes treatment for organic webbing, <laughs> but he gets like organic like bullets <laughs> that he can shoot straight through his face, that's, through his wrist. That's okay. Aunt May has the baby, passes it on to Mary Jane. Mary Jane raises their own trouble. Yeah. Part two. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Is that what really happened to the the? Uh, 
the baby May and the Clone Saga yeah. was Mary Jane was never really pregnant. She was wearing like a pregnant bodysuit, <laughs> and it was really May's kid all along. <laughs> but when she underwent the body double stuff, she lost the baby and stuff. It was a it kind of recursive. But that one ends on a really creepy note where Norman Osborn has his head to Lily's belly, and he she's just like, "Oh, that would be a good Goblin King, love Goblin Prince. He's gonna be my little Goblin Prince. Oh, right. he's gonna be a soccer player." Yeah. <laughs> Like, and he's just like doing that, and Lily's just standing there, like, "Oh God, did I, did I fuck up?" Like, I, like it started to dawn on her, like, maybe I fucked up. Maybe, maybe this was a bad idea. Actually, no, I think at this point she drank the Kool Aid because she was she's pretty much Team Goblin until they just write her. Well, out. then she became part of the Goblin Nation. Yeah, I was, I was, in like, I was like, she pretty much is like, "Yep, this is what I signed up for." Until like uh, Octo Spidey um, uh, jabbed her with the anti serum that uh, Harry had presented her with, and yeah. then she became the Cat Queen. Because we can't let that character die. Because we, we need to keep that character going in some annoying capability. Yeah. So this is really just the the lead into the American Sun miniseries, which yeah. honestly both Bruno and I had read, thinking that this was the American Sun. I was like, damn, cool. where's Gabriel Stacy going to show up? Yeah, like, we're right. just kind of waiting for him. It was like I was like I was like, is he just going to show up in the last? That's a really good story. Him? Where's Gabriel Stacy to yeah. ruin it? Like, <laughs> we gotta find out where this is going. But it all ends with Harry Osborn just renouncing everything, saying, screw you, Dad, I am separate from you. And then Norman's just like, I have no other son. This is my only son. And Harry Osborn just, like, completely distances himself. He has no money, cut off from the Osborn fortune. So he's trying to bake it back as by opening up, like, a... He's a, running his little sh- coffee shop. His little coffee shop, the Coffee Bean, which I believe is the same coffee shop that they went to when they were in college, yeah. going to ESU. And it's not going so well for him. So he's struggling hard. Business is failing because they had a donut shop open up across the way, and the donut shop's taking all their money because they're offering free refills on coffee along with donuts. And Harry Osborne didn't have the foresight to see that, hey, maybe I should have some cookies or some shit. So it's all just coffee that he's given, and everyone's going to this other place. And honestly, this is a really good Harry Osborne story. Like, mm-hmm. I love this Harry Osborne story. But before long, we start to see that there's a strange character starting to show up and this character looks an awful lot like Peter Parker which is what kind of threw me off at first but he doesn't act like Peter Parker no not at all and then all of a sudden he comes back later and shoots Harry at the end of the first issue I'm like oh god who is this it was Gabriel Stacy heir to the Osborne throne well not heir so much as holder of the Grey Goblin uh, you mean oh no he touched the Grey Goblin for a minute <laughs> he, took, he, he has goblin serum in him. It counts. But yeah, so he he went and he uh, broke into the hammer facility. He stole the American Sun armor, and now he's coming back and he shot Harry. But then, like we're all thinking, like, oh, it's only key, it's key to Osborne blood. It has to be Harry Osborne. Oh shit! He just got shot by Gwen Stacy. I mean, not Gwen Stacy. Gabriel Stacy has to be Gabriel Stacy. And then Gabriel Stacy leaves. And then the American son comes back and then rescues Harry. And we're like, who the hell is this? What the fuck's going on? Is Lily's baby already super? <laughs> yes, it, it grew twice as big thanks to it. Yeah. I was like, listen, I perfected the serum this time. It's not just going to grow at the rate of like 12 times a normal person. It's going to grow at the rate of 12 years overnight. Yeah. And then this kind of takes it off and goes. And then everyone's confused. And they're like, whoa. Admittedly- if you're not him... Then who is he? I mean, admittedly, when I read the first issue um, back the first time, I was actually stunned because that same thing, I was like, 
the hell's Peter doing? Yeah. And it's like... He, he looks just like Peter Parker. Just he, like the same when we go back to Sin's past. Like when he takes the mask off at the end, he looks just like Peter Parker. And what's really funny is when he shoots him, I, I, my first thought, like, when I turned the page, was like, is this a Peter clone story? Yeah. Like, are they back? And then it was like, no, instead we get the, the, the less known goblin. And I was like, I, admittedly, I was interested to see what they do with him. Not a whole yeah, lot. Yeah, but this was also a brand new day, and we hadn't seen anything from him or Sarah. And we're like, you know what? Maybe they finally let these guys rest. But no, they brought him back just to kind of build into another goblin legacy story, which honestly, goblin legacy stories are always my favorite. But damn it, Norman, you've got too many kids. <laughs> like, you gotta, you gotta chill out. Dude. Keep it in your pants. Keep it in your pants, man. You need a goblin vasectomy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they should do in Rikers. <laughs> like, like, listen, dude, we're taking your nuts. <laughs> like, we can't kill you, but we can take your nuts. We, we figured out that you're crazy because you're so pent up horny all the time. And all you want to do is have sex with all your, your friends, friends, girlfriends. It's like, they take his nuts and they shave his head. Like, yeah. He's no longer Norman. <laughs> You no longer have cornrows, <laughs> and you no longer have truck nuts. <laughs> so you're just going to have to go with it. He just hangs them on the back of his glider now. <laughs> he drives through the rural areas. <laughs> oh, my God. Doing the arm to truck drivers. <laughs> Come on, do it! Do you know who I am? You don't have the cornrows. <laughs> I don't know who you are. <laughs> do the honky honk. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I'm picturing it. I can't go on. <laughs> it's actually Norman and all of his offspring on the glider, like passing like a family vacation doing, come on, do it. <laughs> you realize that Norman Osborn is like at the same. He's populated half of the Marvel Universe by now. Like he's, he's at the same time, both like the epitome of everything that is wrong with rich people and the epitome of everything that is wrong with, like, like lower-class living at the same time. Yeah. He's, like, a rich businessman that's a complete jerk-off. But then he's, like, a dude that's, like, crazy that's just spawning kids left and right. Yeah. <laughs> he's the perfect culmination of, like, reality TV and, like, current politics. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically what he is. Snoring Osborne, dude. Like, that's what makes him the all-time GOAT. Of villains. He's the greatest villain of all time. I'll say that right now. I've said it before. Like, there's no other villain that even comes close to either, Norman Osborn. Because he'll either kill his, like, uh, the people he's after or fuck someone they care about. <laughs> either way, they're not going to forget who he is. Like, listen, there's two ways this is going to end. With a glider through your chest or on my air mattress. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, wait a second, he's pumping it up. <laughs> you know, it gives new meaning to that whole thing. <laughs> Where he's sitting in um, the double shot storyline. It's like, with me, it's always personal. Because I fucked the ball. <laughs> I threw off a bridge. First, <laughs> I have babies with that bitch. <laughs> like, everyone, I, everyone he's ever cared about, I fucked them or killed them. <laughs> Sometimes I fuck them while I'm killing them. <laughs> it's like, I don't believe in Mary. I don't believe in Mary, but fucking kill, I'm good at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would love to see him on late night. Playing Mary Fucker Kill. <laughs> like with Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Mary Fucker Kill. Kill that one, fuck that one. Kill that and fuck, fuck that one. That one. <laughs> Who do you marry? What? What does that mean? <laughs> well, there was Harry's mom, but she was a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Never doing that shit again. Fuck kill. <laughs> then there was Harry's girlfriend, but she was a bitch. <laughs> oh my god. 
Like, all right, cool. Uh, so uh, you want to lead America again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so getting back to the story, <laughs> American son, we're still dealing with fucking Gabriel Stacy. Dude, I just thought about it. Norman Osborn is Trump. Yeah. <laughs> We've said that for the last four podcasts. <laughs> but like, like but before, before Trump was Trump. Like, honestly, he may as well just have, like, the Goblin's new catchphrases. Grab him by the pussy. Yeah. <laughs> Goblin by the pussy. <laughs> Goblin by the pussy. Goblin that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, we're going to hell. That's a bumper sticker on his glider. <laughs> If you need to find me, I'll be gobbling that pussy. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. This, is, <laughs> this, this was so never bad. intended to be a family show, first of all, but... It got so bad. It started getting there. And but all- it's hard to do it because Norman only has sex and make babies. Like, like, like he's the most fertile <laughs> creature, like, villain in the Marvel Universe. It's like, bam, I'll put a baby in her. <laughs> <laughs> he's the Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> babies all you've I, got a baby you've got my baby I'll, actually all I could think about was like Russell Brand during his comedy special is like you know I act all nice and and get in close and then bam pregnant bam pregnant <laughs> <laughs> must be his Tommy Lee Jones looks <laughs> thank you Mike Diodato Jr getting back to the story <laughs> which we must go through yes so everyone thinks harry osborne is this american son which by the way like showed up and like just straight up impaled like that a was... monster with like an american flag and then like flew off like he's saving the day but he's doing it in a way that's just like a child's way of like oh i'm just gonna kill it bam like he's not necessarily doing very her- he's doing heroic things but very unheroically like doesn't take the time to, to assess the situation or anything. He's like, bad guy, squish. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, and um, then, then uh, like, Harry Osborn, he's got his hand in the cast. Like, Nora Winters comes back, and she's like, listen, I had all this on The American Son, uh, but your dad threatened me, so I was too afraid to do anything with it. But your dad's in prison now, yeah. so let's just go ahead and go for this. Oh, yeah, spoiler, he goes to prison. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Nora Osborn went to prison at the end of uh, Siege. Siege, yeah. So he's in prison. He's got, like, scratches on his face and everything yeah. because he kind of got messed up, jacked up <laughs> by everybody. Well, in all fairness, it's his fault for showing up in a battlefield with face paint. Like the goblin. Yeah, yeah. He had the the uh, Iron Patriot. As soon as they ripped off the Iron Patriot, it was face paint as a green goblin. It's just like you are the worst. <laughs> just, just, just. The you worst. had no idea what you were doing, did you? No. Ah! <laughs> come to my air mattress. <laughs> Let me explain to you what I do. Show you the ways of the goblin. It's like it, I think the problem with Siege is just didn't have enough people to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like Lady Sif was dead at that point. He saw Sentry like, rip apart Ares and he's just like, oh! <laughs> I see a detached anus! <laughs> just reeling in the back of that intestine. <laughs> What got him in, dude? We gotta get back to the story. <laughs> Damn you, Norman! I just want to talk about Norman Osborn's libido. This entire fucking podcast, because this is the only reason we're here, is because Norman Osborn has the biggest libido. And I almost feel like they came up with the American Sun story and like menace having the Osborn baby, while still feeling like, oh, that got retconned out. 
And then they went ahead and brought it back and was just like, how many fucking goblin babies are going to be running around? And so Harry's working with Nora Winters now. She's like getting all the stuff in. She's convinced that Harry is American son, but now after he got shot and rescued by American son, she's starting to rethink it. And she's like, there's there's something not adding up, so we like, got to go and figure e- out what's going on. Even though you were supposed to, that, that was tailored towards you. Because at this point... Um, we knew for a fact that Norman Osborn created it. Norman Osborn locked it down. Same way that no one could jump into the Iron Patriot. No one can use the Iron, uh, the American Sun armor unless it was somebody that had Osborn blood in it because it was keyed into Osborn blood markers. Um, so she's like, it, it doesn't seem like it could be you. <laughs> so yeah. who, who could it possibly be? And he's just like, well, this guy showed up and said that he was Norman's kid. And then everyone was just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that makes total sense. Yeah. Like, it just... There was no, like, hesitation. It was like, yeah, I believe that. Right. <laughs> like, and then, like, the whole thing is kind of like them going through it, and we find out that Gabriel Stacy is American son, yeah. and that Gabriel Stacy is, like, stark, raving, mad, crazy when he's regular Gabriel Stacy, but as soon as he goes into the armor, he turns into a superhero. So yeah. he's got that patented Osborne split personality thing going on. Mm. Just like uh, Norman Osborn used to speak to his mask and like kind of hear things back at him. It wasn't just a plot point in the movie. Like even Warren Ellis with the Thunderbolts, which is like a really good take on Norman Osborn. He was constantly talking to his mask and like hearing things. Yeah, he was hearing like uh, in the back of his head the goblins like I'm still here. It's like this is all going according to our plan. Uh, and he's just like, no, no, I got this. He's like, no, you're gonna need me sooner or later, Norman, and I'll be here. So yeah. this is um, and to show the true dichotomy <clears throat> of it, we have. Stark raving mad, Gabriel Stacy trying to, you know, get rid of uh, Harry, and then you've got um, American Son coming in and saving him, and him, he actually gets mad at the empty suit of armor, and he's like, why did you save him? We had him right where we wanted he him. disassembles the armor yeah. and rips it off and throws it on the ground, which is like, I get that you want to make Gabriel Stacy seem relevant, but then you throwing this thing where it's just like he's got the split personality again and turning into like a literally like a more poor man's version of harry osborne yeah and it's just like we're hitting the same notes again like but we're trying too hard to time. make him like part of the goblin legacy that we feel like we could just do second verse same as the first and it just it falls flat big time yeah. but where it doesn't fall flat like i said it's like this is a good harry osborne story and we get to see him kind of like come back and like the come big, into his own post Norman Osborn. I think the biggest problem with it is just the, <clears throat> the fact that the character, although yes, he's stark raving mad, it still came out of nowhere because yeah. the first time we saw him, he didn't believe the the lies, uh, which were actually the truth, that Peter Parker wasn't his father, and then he got told directly from the horse's mouth that it was. Um, indeed norman that produced him and that peter parker would always stand in the way of his goodness and like becoming like all he was meant to be so he takes the formula and tries to eliminate parker once and for all trying to win daddy's favor and he winds up getting knocked out very quickly and becoming just some amnesic dude that winds up on a beach next time we see him he's hidden in the back of france for the reveal that he's crazy amnesic guy they're going around thinking that like mary jane is his sister and his sister is not his sister but some stranger then he just and, runs away and we don't hear anything from him and then not mm-hmm. only does he come in but he's like able to just he's, he's sharply dressed we don't know how he's got his mental facilities somewhat together and he's able to organize a heist to take out the to take the american sun armor 
that's you know at this point they're shipping it away because Norman Osborn everything that Norman Osborn is getting locked up. But that means he still got through a bunch of security. And yeah, there's just a lot of stuff that doesn't add up. Like, like he somehow has all of this stuff. He's, he's got enough control over his mental facility to be able to pull off a heist, but then immediately bonds with this American son idea and lets it become a whole new like personality, a new R-type, which comes out of nowhere because why would he have that? He already has the Grey Goblin. Why wouldn't he just have the Grey Goblin dichotomy. Like, it'd be more interesting if the Grey Goblin was striking the city and he would just, as the American son, stop him. And then you find out that they're one and the same. Mm -hmm. I think that would have added an extra layer because then it would have turned on... It wouldn't be the same notes. It would be, you know, typical notes that he's got a goblin in him. But he's also got another person that's trying to stop him but obviously not doing a very good job. I think that would have been a much better thing. The fact that they played him too simple... And just Harry Osborne light, and we already have a Harry having gone through those beats already in a much grander fashion. So and, and he what does was the point? have it like kind of together, but also Harry's starting to slip into an oxycodone yeah. thing as well. So uh, at the end of Brand New Day, we see him; he's out of rehab, and that's why everyone's back and cheering him on. And then almost the first thing you see from him, he's popping open an oxycodone and taking oxycodone in his office. And then Nora Winters notices when she goes to vi- visit Rikers to talk to Norman Osborn. Well, that's actually a carryover from American Son. Yeah. Because when he takes the compound, because remember, <clears throat> he was in rehab, and he actually did do rehab, so he was clean. But he, uh, Norman Osborn gave him the super soldier compound, because he was kind of like, I don't know about those drugs. He's like, because drugs is a trigger word for him. He's like, but here's a, this, we'll call it a compound, and he gives it to him. And he finds out the compound was actually to make him into American Son. So now he's coming off of that. He goes to um, rehab and explains, like, what happened. And they're like, did you relapse? He's like, no. Um, but, like, I have a compound that I'm trying to work my way out of my system. And she's like, well, to deal with the pain that comes with the withdrawals, I can go ahead and give you Oxycontin. And he's, like, internally thinking. And then he's like, you find out that he did take it. He took the, the prescription after all. Mm-hmm. And that leads to where he is in the American Sun uh, storyline where he's still on that trip from having dealt with the American Sun in the Amazing Spider-Man storyline, the the fallout from shaking off the compound and getting new oxycodone because he was clean and arrow in the beginning of the Amazing Spider-Man yeah. storyline. That was actually so it's like kind of kind of like I, I I'm hesitant to say like I I actually am excited to see Harry kind of fall apart because he is the dysfunctional friend. Yeah. Like, if he would have stayed clean throughout the entire thing, like, he would have been a boring character. Well, it also... But to see him still struggling with these things is really interesting and engaging to me. It also really adds to the fact that you think he might be the American son, because there is that whole, like, who is this person? And he also mentions something, too, like a throwaway line about, like, being in three places at once. Yeah. You're like, come on, dude. Like, you're the American son. Yeah, like, come on. Who are you kidding? Just take off those clocks. So it's just like, what... But I still don't know what that means, three places at once. But he was working at Feast... He was working the coffee bean. Where was the third place he was going? I think it was just his home. Probably rehab or just going to his office and dropping oxys. Yeah. But yeah, so, and then, like, after this whole thing comes back, like, the the coffee bean's kind of failing. There's a subplot going back there, too. And then Spider-Man comes up with this great idea to um, get attention back to the coffee bean by meeting up with Screwball. 
who is a really good Dan Slott character that's like so underused and she's like total social media savvy and she just makes crimes and steals money just to get more followers to make more money and then she always singles out Spider-Man for these so Spider-Man steals her helmet with the camera on it and goes over and makes a commercial for the coffee bean then all of a sudden Mary Jane comes out and then it turns out in like a a decent sized turnout but then it devolves again after Gabriel Stacy comes back and like kidnaps Nora Winters yeah and then she's like strapped to a chair and everything and it's almost like the same beats that we hit at the end of Sins Remembered where he's just going crazy and he's got like a captive woman yeah and then Harry Osborn and Spider-Man have to go save her and this whole time he's like sitting there going nuts and he's talking to his American son Armor just like the Goblin Mask and she couldn't be more confused because she's like (laughs) He's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, you brought me here. Yeah. <laughs> in the armor. But like, as soon as he lands, the armor comes off yeah. of him. And the, he's as long as the armor's not on him, he's a different person. But as soon as he's in there, he turns into a hero. <clears throat> when the armor's off, he's just smacking women around. Just like dear old dad. Yeah, just like dear old dad. <laughs> At least he didn't sleep with her and her pregnant. Yeah. It was like, listen, you were kidnapped by an Osborne? And then the first thing to do is pass a pregnancy test over to it. I was like, I don't think that happened. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's osmotic. <laughs> the Oz and Osborne stands for osmosis, bitch. <laughs> Let's go ahead and take this and tell me what we got. <clears throat> and then we have this really, really cool showdown uh, where Spider-Man's fighting uh, Gabriel, but then Harry Osborne sneaks out underneath because he knows his dad's hideout, so yeah. he's knowing all the passwords and everything. And then he sneaks up. And then as he's about to come up, he's like, yeah, what I really want to do is sock it to Harry. Then Harry pops up from a trap door. He's like, ha-ha, I'm here. And then he's got a busted arm, but he's still a goblin. And he's still got super strength, so he starts going toe-to-toe with him. And he says, you know what? There's one thing that uh, I've got that you don't. He's like, I'm man enough to, to fight you just on my own merits. And then as... American son, Gabriel Stacy's about to like put a pulsar blast into his face. He goes, this thing is cued to my DNA. And he says, armor off. And the armor drops off. And he starts wailing the shit out of Gabriel Stacy. Knocks him out. Literally beats him one-handed. One-handed. And it's at this point when he's knocking the guy out and he's down that Spider-Man and the cops come in. And he's like, you can go right back out that window you came in. And you guys with the guns, where the hell were you? Yeah, like I could have used guys with guns five minutes ago. Well, thanks for coming in now. After He's like, I've really, everything. really, you let a one-armed man take <laughs> all this stuff out. Meanwhile, the whole place is still burning. He's like, leave me be. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'll find my way out. I'll just go through the sewers, and then so like uh, it ends. It, it, it doesn't end just yet. Like Nora Winters, she gets like a big scoop, and she's on Larry King and other stuff like that, and she's uh, made a huge splash with the media. And then Osborne, it's revealed that he still has a bunch of people that still follow him because they liked what he did when he was, like, leading all the defenses in the United States. <clears throat> so he instructs one of the guards. He's like, just, uh, where's my son being kept? And he's like, he's in a psychiatric ward. He's like, okay, um, have a package sent to my son. Like, just do this. And then as his son is, like, laying in his ward, he gets a package, which is the American son armor. So he gets the American Sun armor, which means that Gabriel Stacy still has the capability to come back as the American Sun. As the American Sun, and he's actually acknowledged as 
Gabriel <clears throat> as Norman's son this time. Because mm-hmm. up until then, he's just like, you don't know. Like, it's, it's, it's the typical comic trope where you have, like, the long-lost sibling where Norman is like, uh, I mean, uh, Gabriel is looking at Harry and it's like, I never had a father. You don't know how lucky you had it. It's like, dude, I had that father. You don't know how lucky you had it. Yeah. When really all Gabriel has is like his his whole flashback scene, which I feel like we should have gotten a lot more flashback scenes with Gabriel. I feel like I would have loved that. Yeah. But the only flashback we have was him on a speedboat with Norman Osborn. And all he remembers is Norman Osborn going, Harry, Harry, Harry. Harry, 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 Harry. Can we also Harry. point out that Gabriel's kind of a hypocritic dick? Because you know who's not in that flashback? His sister. Sister. <laughs> so, Maybe she was retconned out with Brand New Day. So Maybe she had joined Interpol. <laughs> so it's like, it's like Harry, 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 not sister, not sister, not sister. <laughs> and Norman Osborne was just like, listen, if I take your sister out here, I'm going to get her pregnant. Like we gotta, like, we got to keep everything separate because yeah. I, I don't know. She looks too much like, like your mama. I'm sorry. <laughs> Like, listen, goblin blood is cool. Goblin babies are cool. Incestual goblin babies? I'm not going to fuck with that. <laughs> Your sister has to spend time Maybe with Maybe that's what Sins Remember was actually about. <laughs> it was supposed to be Sarah gets pregnant by Norman. Because she looked yeah. exactly like Wes. But they're like, no, you've done this enough. Just throw in some story about mm, Gabriel. You look just <laughs> like your mother. <laughs> I'm going to slick my hair back a little bit so I look like Tommy Lee Jones. And get mm. that pheromone going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like when you run your fingers through my cornrows. <laughs> so, yeah. So ends The American Son, and so ends, as far as we know, the legacy of the Stacy Twins, one of the most blown potential in there. And the fact that they even had to go back and do a Menace storyline where when we got someone else pregnant and that became a focal point and that's something that's kind of ongoing well not really like the goblin prince i mean there's the goblin nation but there's been no mention of the goblin prince since like she once menace lost her powers and became well harry's raising him little uh, little normie right no not little normie because little normie is harry's son but harry Ended up raising, like, after um, Mark Wade and Paul Aceta's, uh I think, Origin of the Species? I think this one skipped Was me. it? But it was, like, the the last storyline of Brand New Day was the fight for Norman Osborn's baby. Otto Octavius was kind of, like, going after it. Okay. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And one. then Harry Osborn ended up taking it and leaving and changing his name, and then periodically they kind of, like, pop up. Where is this baby, <clears> though? Like, honestly, I don't... Harry's raising it. And I think it was even part of the, the Red goblin storyline um i didn't read that one i know you did i read it but i didn't remember the reference i I mean there's the reference to little normie is that who it's supposed to be no because then no little normie is harry's son with who harry is with liz allen with liz allen okay with liz allen so then yeah you know molten man's sister right so then oh my god this is so bad but i don't recall who what the baby is I'm going to just look up Norman Osborn's, like, family line, the family tree. Because I'm curious to see where the heck this little bastard spawned. He's probably out there just impregnating people. Yeah, he's on the playground. He's the one that's showing everyone their wieners. (laughs) He's like, you want to play dodgeball? Dodge this. So while Bruno is looking up Osborn family lineage, I'm going to go ahead and jump into the awards for this series. So American Son, number one through four. We've got four awards we're going to go ahead and give out. First one is Like Father, Like Son. And Bruno, 
What do we have for like father like son? Well, like father like son, we have Gabriel Stacy and uh, Gabriel Stacy's weird dichotomy of talking to its alter ego and having the alter ego respond back. At least with Norman, it was understood that it was like all his dark impulses put to light. But this one literally made no sense because it was like they combined Norman's aspect of amnesia with his tendencies but since gabriel was so bad shit crazy his alter ego is actually a good guy but his alter ego is like it's like batman stopped being a hero that's what the guy sounds like because he's just a dick perpetually all this it's like batman in every justice league story you've ever read it's like batman if he still had his gun where he's just a perpetual dick the entire time he uh, like it's just like um but you like it's like i meant to kill him but I stopped you. It's like if they, they sat down and they wrote out all the tropes like, what do we get with goblin stories? And they came up with all this stuff. It was like schizophrenia. We've got uh, multiple personalities. We've got amnesia. we got this, this, this. And then they threw it all in a blender and they got Gabriel Stacy, which is like basically if you took a steak dinner that tastes good and you dropped it in a blender and then like blended it up with some ice cream for dessert and you tried drinking it later, you'd vomit. Like that's what it feels like to watch the Gabriel Stacy's plotline play out. So like Father Like Son, too many beats are similar or riff word for word, note for note, and it just doesn't work for this character. And he doesn't have his own identity, doesn't He's even like, have doesn't even look like an Osborne. He looks like Peter Parker. He looks like Peter Parker, but he acts like or he has the same storyline as Harry, but he acts like Norman. Yeah. So he's a failure. It's like a combination of all three that just doesn't... It's like no one got the, the memo that Peter Parker wasn't actually <laughs> a part yeah. of Osborne's family, even though he wanted him to become part of Osborne's family for such a long time. So our next one is going to be Crisis and Continuity. This is all the way at the end. Actually, um, this is probably a uh, mistake on the colorist's part. But when Harry is laying at the end and he's taking his oxycodone and he's laying down in his bed, he looks like he's dressed in prison PJs. It's all orange jumpsuit. And then you jump over to Norman Osborn and he's in his prison jumpsuit. So I feel like they just got the the colorist got it wrong. Either that just because or, the hair either that or they're off. trying to do like the parallel like father like son but it seems really stupid but why would you dress up in orange jumper yeah to go to sleep and it was really weird because it was like one was him falling from grace and giving back to the oxy uh uh like the oxy high and the other one was like he's sitting in jail meticulously planning his next move so like i don't even understand <clears throat> what the visual parallel was supposed to be it almost looked like they just didn't get the note and drew the same character in two different scenarios. Yeah. And then the very last one, we've got Wasted Potential, and that is Gabriel Stacy. As we've said, and it's the uh, the opinion of this podcast, that Sin's Past is a classic Spider-Man story. There's nothing bad about it. It was predicated on a pretty flawed premise, but it was executed very well. But everything that was done with these characters since, which is only two things, was enough to ruin it and make it like, we just never want to see these again. There's no chance at bringing them back at all and having it serve any kind of purpose because Norman Osborn already has other babies and other kids out there that fill this purpose and fill this void in a much more suitable way. Well, the downside is even if you were to bring them back, it their, their history is so muddied and even though it's, there's only such scant appearances, they've only had three storylines in total that they've been <clears throat> featured and only one where they were featured together, but it doesn't erase that history um 
and it's not like you can just go back and undo because then you'd have to basically redo a, a new since pass so the problem with it honestly is just he doesn't fill in a good void it would have been a lot better if they had painted him and he stuck with his green goblin like i said either have a dichotomy with the green goblin and then create the parallel american sun to kind of battle each other and literally make it like the angel and the devil on his shoulders having a real life battle or drop the american story of sun storyline altogether and just bring him back as the goblin heir like you think it's bad that harry harry didn't even want to be a goblin but here's a dude who actively wants to be a goblin but he's just considered one of norman's mistakes like yeah literally have norman not acknowledge him at all and he wasn't even brought back for the goblin nation storyline like it would have been great for like, you know how many different goblins were in the goblin nation storyline you know but great, he was not there no it would have been great to have him in like a war of the goblins to like see who could take on the and become the goblin king yeah when norman was incarcerated and nothing no like it's because he's such a toxic character right now i feel yeah. like the biggest mistake that this one made and even though like i've said it before i love this as a harry osborne storyline the biggest sin that this makes was validating the existence of the stacy twins in the post brand new day era because this could have easily just been written off and been like okay that was a good pre one more day storyline and now it's just like oh god like there's a chance that he can come back as the american son like just the fact that there's the chance that they could come back like automatically sours any story that they would be in just by virtue of them having that and but with that though we're gonna go ahead and go to our golden colonel which is the best part of this like i said harry osborne gets a real story he's flawed he's going back on the oxy he is learning to become himself and standing on his own man as his own man pulling himself up by his bootstraps and he's got his own business and he's an entrepreneur and this is what i like to see harry as now it didn't last very long he ended up kind of going into hiding uh, with uh, Norman's baby um, and raising it as his own but and then just kind of like being completely detached from the whole thing and I think he even ended up changing his name away from Osborne because he was just so di- disillusioned with that name and wanted to get away from it so much. But this is definitely a good story of him trying to stand on his own. Also I have to point out in looking this up while I haven't seen much other than the fact that he's, he's um, oh actually it says here he's shown in Seattle, Washington living with his son so, while he has nothing to do with little Normie at this point, like Liz is the one raising yeah. him, um, Harry is have because I, I think they're keeping that because of the MC2, where, like, little Normie, so I guess they wanted to keep that in continuity, but he is raising... Well, Normie's also a great character, yeah. too. Well, they, they've been writing him really, like, well when he pops up, mm. but they have him, and his son is named Stanley, uh, and he pops up because he's, uh, he came out of hiding... Uh, during the Goblin King's defeat, so he can finally go back to living now that the Norman, that Norman was beaten again. But in Origin of the Species, it's actually Harry's kid. So, despite the fact that Norman vigorously gave it, it to, was revealed that it was it, Harry's it kid. It was actually a, uh, revealed. Uh, Peter took a blood test in Origin of the Species, and it actually came out that the kid. Oh, I feel so good for Harry. What was actually Harry's? So, uh, I guess like father, like son, Harry. Has, has, has super sperm of his own that Trump is dad. Yeah. He beat out his old man. It's like, take that, father! <laughs> it's like, this is what every father both is proud and fears when the son surpasses the father. It's like, I beat you. She's pregnant by mine. What? My the kid. kid still got goblin blood in him, which means he's going to age 12 times the normal thing if they kind of keep the same logic they have with the Stacy twins. So that's the Golden Colonel. We got the Harry Osborne right there. Well, and I, now... Actually, it probably wouldn't because his mom like they would have goblin sword but it'd be stabilized 
because both mom and son and and father were go- had goblin juice in them. So it's super goblin juice. It's like a super goblin. So it's like this super goblin, like like how Family Guy had the super devil. We have a super goblin on our way at some point. So this kid shits literal pumpkin bomb. He's literally is yeah, what you're telling me. Yeah, it, it's he's literally a time bomb at some point. So here we go. Going into our recommendations before we leave off of this. American Son, would you recommend it? Honestly, yeah, because it was a, a good pro-Harry story. Um, it did really well. The villain was one note and flat. Um, if you have never read the Harry Osborne storyline like prior to this, you would think that he was a decent villain too, though, because of the fact of the matter that he basically had the exact same beats that Harry did. It's just to a lesser degree. One, because his alter ego was heroic instead of villainous. Um, which means that the character that you'd be rooting for is villainous instead of heroic. So I think that is a huge detractor. But um, Harry comes up great. There's a Spider-Man does really well. I like the screwball cameo. The screwball cameo is good. Nora Winter storyline is good because mm-hmm. she comes into her own. So yeah, it's a very pro story for her because um, in the last time when you saw her in American Son, uh, despite her coming up and finding out all the information, Norman basically puts her in her place. So this is her redemption. She gets to actually come out. Norman's in jail, and she gets to come out and tell her story and actually gets applauded for it. So across the board, it's great character development and a nice tie-in if you're a big Spider-Man fan. Yep, absolutely. I would recommend this one as well. Uh, The only thing that is a minus for me is the Gabriel Stacy story because he just is so, so derivative that it's just it doesn't work for me on any level whatsoever and it actually robs me of the entertainment that I want to have in reading this. Um, and even his flashback was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> How can you have a bad flashback to France with Norman Osborn? Norman Osborn flashbacks are supposed to be like, or famously some of the best flashbacks. Well, like, you, you expect quality when you see a Norman Osborn flashback. Well, the hard flashback. part with that, I, I, I question them using the flashback to begin with. Because if they went back and just read since past, they would have known that none of them had any idea that Harry was their dad. Mm. I mean, sorry. that Their brother. Brother, and that Norman was their dad's. Uh, sorry. So, to them, having this guy raise them and just worried about his son just made him seem like that much better of a father. Which, I mean... Uh, in the post one more day continuity, Harry was uh, relocated to Europe in rehab by Norman Osborn. Yeah. So I guess it doesn't make it's not too far out of the realm for Norman Osborn to be like concerned about Harry because they were basically living around the same area. Well, I mean, at the just time, in like separated I because mean, he was in rehab. At the time, he probably would have been checking him because again, he survived and he wants him to be an heir. He still needs an heir. I, I mean, <clears throat> this. Um, would have had like the kids were still growing up so he would have been raising them he would have been checking you know these are all pieces that he moved across the board and he definitely wouldn't have mentioned anything about peter parker spider-man in front of them in the extent like that he was just giving them bits and pieces of them so it's not like he'd sit there and be plotting some plans against parker and spider-man because he wouldn't want them to be in on the big reveal so in all essence, this flashback was kind of wasted because all it showed is that this is a man that was taking care of someone else's kids and was concerned about his own kid. From that point of view, it just shows that what a great dad they almost had. Yeah. And then it turns out that it actually is their dad and he was a complete jerk-off. Yeah, and it was wasted that Gabriel didn't die at the end. Yeah, this is true. Like, you're never going to use him again. Why do we still have this hanging cliffhanger right here? I mean, realistically, he should have just been impaled like the goblin and just called it a day. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, actually in pain. You're like, oh, I'm just like my father. And he dies with an erection. (laughs) 
And with that, I'm going into my recommendation. You already said yours. We, we went over American Sun. We actually talked pretty extensively about American Sun at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, if you want to hear more about that one, you can rewind to the beginning of this podcast because we basically hit it note for note because we thought that was the storyline. <laughs> you know, we both I, read I mean, it. It's not our fault that they named it American Sun and then they came out with a four-issue miniseries called American Sun. Which also was, had like a lead-in um, short story in Age, Age of, of Heroes, Heroes number two. two. Yeah. So, I mean, that was all part of what was actually Heroic Age Presents American Sun, mm. is the actual full-on title, because yeah. that, this is all taking place in the banner of the Heroic Age, which is Marvel's... Post, uh, post-Siege. Post Yeah. When Captain America came back from the dead. So you, you actually have a, a story, and I'm actually surprised, because it's not a Marvel... This is, like I said, I think I even... May have mentioned this on the pod before. Like, I don't read a lot of DC, but the DC I read, I really, really love. And part of the DC that I, I read that I loved so much was Judd Winnick's run on Batman. And this was post-Lobe. This is right after Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Risso had their run. And I was just like, that was okay. Like, Hush was okay story. Like, I didn't go crazy about it. But the thing I really loved about the Hush storyline was when they had that glimpse of Jason Todd. And I was just like, I don't know that much about the thing, but I know enough to get excited about this because I think this is such a cool prospect. And it turned out it was just Clayface. It was Clayface. But But here's a twist. It turns out it was Jason Todd for the first half and then then replaced at the end by Clayface to throw him off. Mm -hmm. So Jason Todd was actually there. Mm-hmm. And it was like, a, and this took place in Batman Under the Red Hood, uh, where Jason Todd came back as the Red Hood and featured probably my favorite Batman villain, uh, the Black Mask. Yeah. Which he, the way Winnick writes him is so sassy and just like so like douchebag, like mob boss type of guy. Like, but he just doesn't care. He's very impulsive. Like he's he's got like an id to him, yeah. where he just kind of does whatever he feels. Which but he's like a Joker that's more in control of himself. Which is actually really funny because the Black Mass is actually going to be introduced for the first time in the new uh, Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. Right. He's the he's the main villain. Is Black Mask. So the sooner sooner or later, this is uh, those issues are going to come up mm-hmm. because you know pretty much once the character hits on screen and the movie doesn't suck, which I can't see this movie sucking. I mean, I couldn't see Suicide Squad sucking when we looked at the trailers, right? right? I, I'm going to throw this out there. I started a joke. <laughs> I'm gonna throw this out there. Suicide Squad was was not a well written movie, but I'll be damned if people still didn't go see it, and I still watch it. It it was great for the characters, not for the story. And this time around, you've got a, a lot more care going into the characters. Plus, well, James Gunn's gonna be doing. Plus, friggin' no, actually, James Gunn doing Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad two, two, which is the basically a soft reboot. But it's of, still David Goyer doing yeah, uh, Birds of Prey. It's David Goyer doing Birds of but Prey. But he's probably not gonna be edited by the fucking trailer company. No, and it's Margot Robbie back uh, uh, as freaking Harley. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Oh come on! Like like I'm like done with DC dude, movies. Literally the only Shazam is like the only good DC movie I've the seen. The only part that was good about like the Suicide Squad uh, and Batman was the Harley Quinn like parts. Like she literally is the one shining star in DC's thing that was done right. Shazam was awesome. Aquaman, who doesn't love Jason Momoa, but the storyline and every, and even the graphics. Here's what I'm gonna out. say about that. They hired to be Mara, the only person on, on the, the planet, planet that does not have chemistry with Jason Momoa. How do you do that? I don't know. But that's not... That's, it wasn't called Mara. It was called Aquaman. But she was, was next to him awesome. all the time. 
He was fucking awesome. I don't give a shit. He was awesome. He was awesome. It was an Black guy. Manta was great. I, I kind of slept through the movie. That was the, the only other part besides Jason Momoa that was good was the way they did Black Manta. I know. They, it was too few and far between. And then it turned into like this globe hopping, like Indiana Excur- Jones, let's excursion. get some artifacts. Thing. I was yeah. like, no. I'm out. I can see where you're going with this. And Wonder Woman was just Captain America as a girl with worse graphics. <laughs> You're not. You're not. I, I'm not wrong. Go not, ahead, tell not, me. You're not wrong. Her, it was too derivative. Her, it was so derivative, and her she lacked personality. I liked her performance <laughs> as Cal. Here's the thing. What I didn't like was the payoff that like the villain was Ares, and he was exact. Like he was. Oh, it's not. And this all they guy. did was shoot beams at each other at the end. Yeah, it was. It was How does this, that work? It was like it was like the boring British guy turns out to be Ares all along. Spoiler. Yeah. And it was like, okay, that kind of sucked. Considering they introduced Doctor Poison, and I would have thought we saw some cool like here's some no. Anyway, getting back to my recommendation, Bruno. Go for Batman it. Batman Under the Red Hood. Judd Winnick. <sighs> Is it Doug Monkey? I think Doug Monkey does most of the artwork on this one. Is Doug Monkey. And I think he actually starts off on it. There's got to, there, I know there's another person. Shit! I can't remember who the other person was, but I know Doug Monkey is one of the big ones. But it's those two. Shane Davis, I think, does another one. Shane Davis and Doug Monkey jump back and forth on it. And they like pick up Jason Todd and he turns into like this uh, underground uh, like anti-hero type of guy but he's got a beef against Batman and it, everything works and it clicks so well and it's written so awesomely like Joe Winnick has such a good command of all of the rogues that go into it as well the only thing that sucked about it was at the end it turns out he was brought back not by the Lazarus Pits but by the Superboy Punch yeah which is the only thing that I cannot recommend. Other than that, Batman Under the Red Hood. Even watch the animated movie based off the of that. Animated movie that did was really, really good because it dropped the uh, the cosmic PowerPoint. They didn't. They needed to tie it into the regular thing because it's like Lazarus pits aren't supposed to be able to bring people back. Yeah. So the fact that like he was actually brought back, but and the Lazarus pit is what fixed them, mm-hmm. made it work. But what was really good is like, and the best part about Batman Under the Red Hood was here's a character that Batman failed. Technically speaking, the readers failed him because the readers were the ones that were like, yeah, we're going to call that number and kill him. Yeah. But it was, um, he had a legitimate gripe against Batman. It's like, I'm dead, and the guy that killed me is still walking around, and every time you're playing this stupid game of tag, um, I'm tired of it. You, these guys keep, you keep catching them, you keep throwing back, how many more people are they going to kill before you have to go ahead and step up your game so he takes it and he you know shows batman exactly so it is very much like in the the vein of the legacy like he's batman's legacy and he wants to do it better and he wants to do it better by making sure that they're dead and he struggles with it too which is Mm. really great so this is yeah literally all the same beats oh you're two like you're two for two on these last podcasts about like picking up great beats that match the prior stories i'm trying to do that (laughs) way to go this is actually yeah, a really good spiritual successor done by a different company for um, Amazing Sun. Mm-hmm. And With that being said, we yeah. we put the capper on the Stacy Twins. Yeah. Uh, until they come out with another Gabriel Stacy or a Sarah Stacy, then we'll probably have to jump back and just kind of jump through it. But we are going to be taking a look at across the company. We've been doing a lot of Marvel. We're doing a lot of Marvel. Marvel. But we've been following a really good plot thread here, but now we've got a good spot the jump off because not only did J. Michael Straczynski introduce us to the Stacy Twins, but he had one of the most infamously 
awful runs on Superman where he had him just walk across the United States, not using really any of his powers, just reconnecting with the common man, and then kind of left it in the middle of it. And then uh, just kind of had Chris Robertson kind of pick up from it. So starting next week, we're going to be jumping over to D.C., Yep. With Superman Ground Up by J. Michael Straczynski, art by Eddie Barrows, and then we'll probably make this a two-part. We'll do like a JMS, and then we'll do a post-JMS, yeah. where they go back into it. Um, so kind of get ready for that one. So if you're really, really looking to read a dull story where you know the writer can do better, but he's not doing better, <laughs> then you want to re- join us next time for Superman Grounded. Yeah. In the meantime, my name is Nick. My name is Bruno. So good night. And Feliz Navidad. Oh, God, it burns.